Amen. If you have your Bibles, you can open up to Galatians chapter 2. Oswald Chambers said these words, We are here for God's designs, not for our own. We are here for God's designs, not for our own. This, in fact, is the life that we now live. Alive for God's designs, His designs upon us. Galatians 2.20 in the King James Version, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The Message Bible, the life you see me living is not mine. I wonder if that's the case. If we could say tonight, that be the declaration of our life, that the life that you see me living is not mine. That we wouldn't have to try and convince people that this life is not ours. They could read us like an open book. That we would agree with these words. That we are here for God's designs and not for our own. Acts 20, verse 24 in the NLT. But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus. Is that the cry of your heart tonight? The cry of your life? Is it in fact the beat of your heart? Does this word burn in you like a fire? The J.B. Phillips New Testament, frankly, I do not consider my own life valuable to me. So long as I can finish my course and complete the ministry which the Lord Jesus has given me. The Lord Jesus has given you a ministry. He's given each of us a ministry. Some of it looks the same, and some doesn't. You have your ministry. Would these be the words that echo in your heart tonight, that are alive in your home tonight? Would these be the words that are alive in your ministry, in your working? in your living, in your breathing. We are the design of God, and we are here for the designs of God, not for our own. We are not living for self, because this is not the way of the follower of Jesus Christ. We are not building for self. This is not the manner of the follower of Jesus Christ. We are not gathering for self because this is not the heart 
of the follower of Jesus Christ. We are not focused and concentrated and fixated on our own designs, but rather the designs of our Lord. You say, what designs? The designs, His design for our frame. His design for our relationships. His design for our marriages and for our homes. His design for His church. His design for us in this life, the form and the function. I want to ask this question tonight. If we drew up blueprints and handed them to those responsible for completing the work, would we not desire and expect precision? Great attention to detail, proper measuring and proper placement, and so on. We would. Ephesians 1, verses 11 and 12 in the message, it's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, He had His eye on us, had designs on us for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose, He is working out in everything and everyone. I want to ask this question tonight. How often do we consult the master designer? How often do we consult with the master designer? Is the consulting based upon what it is that needs fabricating, putting together, constructing, building? The scope of whatever it is? Do we consult with him concerning some things and not consult with him concerning others? Perhaps because we'd rather choose our ignorance or choose our own way or choose our own design for whatever it might be. Proverbs 19, verse 21, there are many plans in a man's heart Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that will stand. The Passion Translation, a person may have many ideas concerning God's plan for his life, but only the designs of his purpose will succeed in the end. We are here for your designs, Lord. We are not here for our own. That's surrender. It's actually not radical Christianity. You might be saying that's, that's radical, but it's only reasonable response. We are not here for our own designs. But we are here for your designs, Lord. If we've found refuge and freedom in his great design of salvation... Would it not be foolish to lay aside and cast aside his designs for every other facet of our life and living? We claim to have found everything in his design of salvation. And then he comes to us with further design. 
He comes to us with the details. He comes to us, this is my design for your frame. This is my design for your relationships. This is my design for your home. This is my design for those that are mine. For those that would claim my name and announce that they are Christians, that they are followers of Jesus Christ. Can we trust the master designer? And the answer is a resounding yes. But the real question is, will we trust the master designer? It's not a matter of can we trust him. He never fails. His designs never fail. They are perfect. They are precise. They bring us life. The question is, will we trust him? Will we trust his design for the vessel we are? Will we trust his design for our relationships? Will we trust his design for our marriages? I wonder if we'll trust his design for our homes. Will we trust his design for our children, our parenting? Will we trust his design for the church? For us in this life, the form and function, and we know the list goes on. Ravi Zacharias said these words, One often sees a call only in retrospect. This too is God's design. God often reinforces our faith after we trust Him, not before. How true those words are. Isaiah 45, verse 9, Woe to him who strives with his maker. Let the potsherds strive with the potsherds of the earth. Shall the clay say to him who forms it, What are you making? Or shall your handiwork say, He has no hands? Isaiah 64, verse 8, But now, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, and you our potter, and all we are the work of your hand. I wonder, would we in his presence today say to our Lord, our designs are better, our designs are wiser, our designs are stronger, our designs are more beautiful? Would we say that to the Lord Or would our heart be, Lord, we're not here for our own design, but we're here for yours. We're alive and living for yours. Romans 1.28, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to, be, to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. The voice translation, since they had no mind to recognize God, he turned them loose to follow the unseemly, the unseemly designs of their deprived minds and to do things that should not be done. We read the words of Jeremiah 4.14, O Jerusalem, wash your heart from wickedness that you may be saved. How long shall your evil thoughts lodge within you? 
And the message, scrub the evil from your lives so you'll be fit for salvation. How much longer will you harbor devious and malignant designs within you? How much longer will we hold on to our design for our vessel? How much longer, perhaps the Spirit is knocking on your heart tonight, will you hold on to your design for your home? How much longer will you hold on to your design for your marriage, your design for your business, your design for your finances, your design for your sexuality, your design, your design, your design? When God has been very specific, He has not left us in the dark. If we are ignorant, we are ignorant because we are ignorant. It's all there for the taking. It's all there that we might live. I think of the story of the men who build houses. Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 to 27. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him. Notice it says, I will. I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, presented with a design, and we choose our own, will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell. And great was its fall. You see, the Bible is clear that without faith it is impossible to please the Lord. He might come to you with a design, and that design will take faith. Can we be encouraged today concerning our faith and our trust and our reliance on God, knowing that He is so faithful and so trustworthy and that His ways never fail, that perhaps right now we don't fully understand Yet we will, as we look back, God reinforcing our faith after we have trusted in Him, not before. Faith in your plan for my home, Lord. Faith in your plan for my morality, Lord. Faith in your plan for my business, Lord. Faith in your plan for my parenting, Lord. Faith in your design. What is your design, God? We're not here to build our own. We do not have greater designs. We do not have more beautiful designs than God. Our designs fall short. We fall by our own designs. We fall by our own designs. It may be that our designs seem to work in this life, but they will not survive the judgment. Perhaps it appears that it worked. We made it through. 
Artisan prevailed in that area, so it seems. But we will fall in that day, and our designs will be burned up and finally judged for what they really are. I will liken him to a wise man, says the Lord. The designs of men are flawed. Man's design for the vessel they are. Man's design for relationships. Man's design for marriages. We see that so evident now, don't we? Man's design for homes. It's almost shocking. Man's design for children. Lord, help us. Man's design for the church. A humanistic approach lived out of the body and soul realm with little regard for the spirit. Man's design for themselves in this life, the form and function. And the list goes on. Proverbs 19, verse 21, the Passion Translation, a person may have many ideas concerning God's plan for his life, but only the designs of his purpose will succeed in the end. You see, we fall by our own designs. We fall by our own design. I couldn't help but think of the Garden of Eden. Let's try this other design. When the Lord gave the perfect design, our design was sin and disobedience and rebellion. It was waywardness. Oh, that we would have stuck with the design of the Lord. Yet my, how we know the depths of his heart for us now. Yet would we surrender our own designs and realize that we rise by his designs? His designs survive the flood. And his designs survive the fire. I'm going to share words with you tonight. David Wilkerson. Please hear these words. We are living in a time of the greatest gospel revelation in history. There are more preachers, more books, and more gospel media saturation than ever. Yet there has never been more distress, affliction, and troubled minds among God's people. Pastors today design their sermons just to pick people up and help them deal with despair. There's nothing wrong with this. I preach these truths myself. Yet I believe there's still just one reason why we see so little victory and deliverance. It is unbelief. The fact is God has spoken with great clarity in these last days. And this is what he has said. I've already given you a word. It is finished and complete. Now stand on it. Let no one tell you we are experiencing a famine of God's word. The truth is we're experiencing a famine of hearing God's word and of obeying it. 
Why? Faith is so unreasonable. But faith never comes to us by logic or reason. Paul states plainly, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17. This is the only way true faith will ever rise up in any believer's heart. It comes by hearing. That is believing, trusting, and acting on God's word. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth and deliver them out of all their troubles. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servant, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Psalm 34, 15, 17, 19, and 22. In just these few passages from Psalms, we are given enough of God's word to drive out all unbelief. I urge you now, hear it, trust it, obey it, and finally rest in it. I urge you now to hear his design for whatever area it might be tonight. To trust his design. To obey his design. And to finally rest in it. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Would you rest in his design? Not accept his design and then be anxious and frustrated and questioning? But would you hear it and trust it and obey it and rest in it? If I asked you today if you wanted the Lord's designs for your life and world, what would your answer be? If the Lord asked you tonight if you wanted his design for your home, what would your answer be? If you wanted his design for your marriage, what would your answer be? His design for your sexuality, your morality, what would it be? His design for your business, his design for your occupation, his design for all things, what would your answer be tonight? If the answer be yes, we must move accordingly. We must take his designs, and we must trust his designs, and we must stick to his designs, and we must build by his designs. We must be precise. We must be focused. We must not turn to other designs. We must not allow rogue designs to find their way into our hands. We must reject the designs of man. There might be well-meaning people that come and they want to stick designs in your hands and tell you to go build a certain way. There might even be a Christian book on the shelf that tells you to design in this way. But if it does not line up with the Word of God, we reject it. We don't write a book saying that that book was wrong. We just reject it. We don't take it in. We don't begin to build. 2 Corinthians 2, verse 11 in the ESV, so that we would not be outwitted by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his designs. Lord, help us not to be ignorant. 
ignorant of his designs. Let's not be too quick to embrace new designs. You understand what I'm saying? We embrace the new thing of God. That's not what I'm talking about. But stick to what is right and stick to what is true. Just because somebody writes a new book and it's a bestseller doesn't mean you need to buy into it. It might mean that you're not need to buy into it. The voice, it's my duty to make sure that Satan does not win every, even a small victory over us. For we don't want to be naive and then fall prey to his schemes. The J.B. Phillips New Testament, we don't want Satan to win any victory here. And well, we know his methods. I don't want Satan to win any victory here. Any victory in your life. The Lord has his eye on us, and he has designs on us for glorious living. Heaven forbid we see his call, his design in retrospect, and there the reinforcing of our lack of faith after we chose not to trust him. Are there any of his designs that we need to take hold of tonight? Any of the Lord's designs that perhaps we've been rejecting or struggling with or questioning, or we just really haven't been looking into it? I don't really want to know his design for my parenting. I don't really want to know his design for my morality. I don't really want to know his design for my finances. Yeah, ties. I don't want to know about that. Offerings, alms. I like my design. My design, I get 100%. No, you don't. You will fall by your own design. We rise by his design. We look at our lives. We need now more than ever to hang on to his design. We have a nation. We have nations. It's shocking. For some of us, we just grew up in it, so is it really that bad? It's pretty bad. It's actually really bad. My own neighborhood, the streets, every time I drive there. I don't know whether to pray for people or call on fire from heaven. But we pray for people. It's a better solution. But the Lord will judge every person. He will judge the designs that they took hold of and that they ran with. He will liken unto them which builder they are, which builder they were. Even if their house seemed to have stood, maybe they didn't experience too much in this life. 
yet they were presented with the right design, and they chose their own. Psalm 33, verses 10 to 12. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the peoples of no effect. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people he has chosen as his own inheritance. And I love what the message says. All his designs are made to last. All his designs are made to last. His design, you think of the next generation. His design for the next generation will keep the next generation. And I'm reminded of the words, and I hope I get them right, but what one generation tolerates, the next generation embraces. And so right now, we're responsible to not tolerate that the next generation embrace the right thing, that the next generation embrace God's design for sexuality, God's design for marriage, God's design for occupation, God's design for his house, God's design for whatever it is. This is our time. We are responsible. Maybe you don't like to hear that you're responsible. We are. Every single one of us. A.W. Pink said these words. A God whose will is resisted, designs frustrated, and purpose checkmated, possesses no title to deity. I read that in this way today. If we say he is God, yet we resist his will, frustrate his designs, checkmate his purposes, is he God? Is he Lord? Is he master? If we resist his will, Show me your will, Lord. Here it is. If we resist his will, frustrate his designs. I wonder if God ever gets frustrated with us. That's not open for debate tonight, whether he does or doesn't. Checkmate his purposes. Is he God? It's a good question to ask. Is he Lord? Is he master? It's a real good question to ask. If we're always working against him, if we're always grinding against him, we're always questioning him, if that's our first response, is he God? Is he master? Is he Lord? What do you like when your children argue with you? When you know you're right and you're designed for whatever it is is right. And they come and they frustrate your plans. They resist your will. They checkmate your purposes. If this is the matter, that's not the childlike faith the Lord is calling us to. 
And I love this quote. We can have the worship team return. God has plans and purposes for each of our lives, designs. But the beauty is that he doesn't call us and leave us on our own. Jesus actually lives in us to pull off the amazing things that he has invited us into. Jesus is living in you to pull off the parenting he has invited you into. He's living in you to pull off the marriage that he has called you to. To pull off the vocation, to pull off whatever it is, the ministry that he has called you to. He's living in you. He's given you the design, and you look at the design, and you might say, in myself, it's impossible. And that's probably true. Because his ways are higher than our ways, and his designs are far beyond us. But with Jesus Christ alive in us, his design, his way, his plan, his purpose, we'll get there. But we've got to allow him to live it out. We have to allow the Spirit of God to come alive in us and to live it out. We can't keep resisting. We can't keep frustrating. We can't keep checkmating. We have to say, God, let's do this. I mean 110%. Whatever the design is, I'm giving my life to it. The Spirit's here tonight tugging on hearts. Are there any of His designs that we need to take hold of tonight? I ask, how often do we consult with the master designer? Is the consulting based upon what it is that needs fabricating, putting together, constructing, building, the scope, the area? Will we trust the master designer when he hands us the design? Would we in his presence today say to him, Lord, your designs are better. Would that be our confession and our heart's cry? Lord, your designs are better. Your designs are wiser. Your designs are stronger. And your designs are far more beautiful. Are there any of our designs that we need to let go of today? Any inferior designs, worldly designs, demonic designs? We used to sing a song. It's not that old. Show me your heart. Show me your way. Show me your glory. And there's truth to that order. We see his heart. We see his designs, his way. And by them, we see and experience his glory. Designs on us for glorious living. Let's stand tonight. Would you just take a few moments in his presence and just allow the Spirit in. Allow the Spirit that is in you. Allow Jesus to begin to speak to you. Begin to speak into your life once again. Bring clarity, Lord. Designs that we need to let go of. Designs that we need to take hold of. No more frustrating. No more rejecting, no more resisting, no more checkmating, God. As we begin to sing tonight, it might be that you need to come to the altar 
and lay down a design that is not of God. Yes, you can meet with the Lord right where you're at, but it's a sign of surrender, Lord. I've grabbed hold of this design. I've been given this design. I've accepted this design, whatever it might be, Lord. I'm laying it down tonight, and I'm leaving with a new design, and if I don't totally understand what your design is for whatever area it is, I will search it out, and I will seek it out, and I will find out what your design and what your purpose is. Because by our own designs we fall, but by His designs we rise. We rise, we rise, we rise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.